This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome back, Happy Hour listeners. It was another crazy week here on The Bachelor. And it's so weird to think that we're already down to just three women left. I know. The season has flown by. I mean, we're pretty much almost at the finale at this point. But with Hometowns behind us and Fantasy Suites coming up next, it is no surprise that last night's episode was definitely intense and filled with surprises. And someone who knows how intense the Bachelor journey can be, other than you and I, Becca, Mm -hmm. is our guest today, Teddy. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so ready to talk to Teddy. I mean, obviously, she was like one of uh, the front runner since night one. Um, We have so much to go over with her. But before we get into it and bring her on, we just have to get into last night's episode. And as you know, you got to kick it off with our favorite fashion moments. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) I love your dance with that. I don't know what my singing was with that one, but... uh, 
Just yeah. hyping you up. I love the I love the I love it. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna break things down slightly differently this week just because we do only have four women and they are all dressed so well. So I'm gonna give just a couple individual pieces that I loved versus giving out a full look. So for the night portion, Gabby's black boots. Oh my god. I I think I'm going to DM her today and ask her where she got them from. Yeah. They are amazing. Mm-hmm. I've been looking for boots like that, so I genuinely want to know where she got them. And then in terms of outfit, I loved Rachel's knit black wrap dress. I thought she looked really cute, comfortable. She dresses so well. Everything is very flattering on her, I find. So, yeah, I want the knit dress, and I want to pair it with Gabby's black boots. And mm-hmm. then for our day look, I'm going to give a shout-out to Susie's pink coat. I'm pretty sure she wore this in Vienna, yeah. but I loved it. It's such a beautiful color on her. And Serene came in with this gorgeous cream knit sweater, some gold jewelry, and her lashes. Oh, my gosh. Did you see this shot from overhead when she had – the helmet on, I think there was like a GoPro on their helmet. There was an overhead shot of her and her lashes were like absolutely perfection. Like so long. <laughs> I, I almost paused it. This is the difference between you and I. You are so good at paying attention to detail and I pay zero attention to stuff like that. So that is something I would have never ever noticed. <laughs> I was like, um, are these falsies? <laughs> are they lash extensions? I need to know. Are these natural? What well, we serum can is she using? We can, we can get the info from her. <laughs> I want it. I want the info. And then for the rose ceremony, Susie had a great sparkly hoop accessory, but her best accessory was those Louis Vuitton shoes. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that she was oh, wearing those? Oh, did I ever? That was my that was my rose from last week. Yeah, she was wearing them to the rose ceremony this week. I caught the little glimpse of the red bottoms. I couldn't decide whose dress I liked better, Gabby's or Serene's. Serene had this like really beautiful um, cross back navy gown on but I think I'm going to have to go with Gabby's just because I really haven't seen anything like it on the show I feel like it's House of C- CB she wears them a lot and it just looks great on her um, I love the cut, I love the color I loved her like chic slick back hair so I think Gabby's going to take the rose ceremony look for me this week mm-hmm. They all, I mean, those four women, they all dress impeccably. I do have to say, though, for Teddy's nighttime look, along with the boots, I just loved her whole outfit. Like, she looked great. It is definitely something that I feel like I, yeah, Gabby's, I would have worn. Like, I just loved that whole thing. So I was like, I hope Serena calls this out. Yes. Yes. Um, I loved it. Let's get into the episode because, of course, it was, I would say, the most serious part on this entire season so far hometowns always are it's like such a game changer each year when you finally bring family and friends into the mix some of my key moments i have to say first of all i have to call out Susie. uh just with sharing her father's story that one hit home for me personally so it was just really special to hear but i cannot not talk about my favorite person, who I would have loved to see more in this episode, who I would love to see in every season, who I would just love I already know to have be in my life, part of my I family. I know who you're going to say. Gabby's grandpa. Yes. We have to give it up to the grandpa himself. He was incredible. I'm a, I'm already obsessed with him. I want to get him on the podcast. I love him so much. I want him to also be my grandfather. Um, The fact that she told them about the sit on your face joke and the grandpa was like hysterically laughing, was like, oh, 
you Gabby, you Gabrielle, you're just, yes. I was like, what is going on? I'm obsessed with you. Well, you see where she gets her sense of humor. Yes. And, and, and I love that. And it, like, there was one moment where I think her and her grandpa sat down. And of course, it's going to be a serious conversation, but they sit down and he made the comment of like, something along the lines of like, I don't know what's wrong with Clayton for keeping you around this long or something sarcastic that was just so fun loving. And I I now see where she gets it from. And it was just such a pleasure for me as a viewer to get to know him a bit. I want more of him. I want yes, him. I love I, him. He was the absolute family all-star of the entire episode. I'm going to give runner up to Susie's dad because he was also just just the coolest dad like he was like you know I trust my daughter she is the best judgment ever whatever Mm -hmm. she says whatever she wants goes but yeah Gabby's grandpa was the number one took the cake I will say though and I I feel bad shitting on this moment because if anything I actually got emotional watching it it was a beautiful moment but could they have hinted harder that Gabby's dad was gonna show up on that hometown date oh I know I I feel like any chance they got it was like (laughs) I just wish my dad was here I was like Gabby I'm certain he is coming. And then they stole right from Love Actually the whole yes, thing. Yes, I know. <laughs> One other thing um, was I want to touch on Serene's hometown because how the hell? I, I feel like her brother has to be on the show, right? Like, we need to get him on yeah, at some point. I want him. I mean, is he single? That, was, well, that wasn't his That's what I was wondering. girlfriend I or partner or wife, right? Because the, there was a female there, but I didn't know if it was her best friend or his I don't know. He was with her. If he's single, get him on the show. I don't pay Um, attention to details, so I don't know. I can't answer that one. Um, But, yeah. um, Overall, your standard hometowns. Yeah. I guess I want to What do you think of Rachel's dad? Um, I will say I appreciated him because I feel like, realistically, I know, like, people are going to be hesitant I'm sure if any family member or a friend goes on the show, I get that. And I understand, like, I remember during my hometowns on The Bachelor, like, my uncles and my mom questioned me hard. And so I appreciate him not, like, letting the hype and this fame of the show get to him at all. Um, Obviously, it was very uncomfortable for Clayton, but I feel like it could have gone worse with him. I I feel like going in, it was going to be way worse. And I was like, this really wasn't that bad with his dad. A hundred percent. And I feel like... The way that him and Rachel interacted, you're like, okay, you're tough, but, like, she loves you and is doesn't seem, like, scared of you in any way. Like, they seem like they have a really good relationship. And, like, right. he patted him on the arm at the end, so I was mm-hmm. like, this all worked out. Mm-hmm. Did you have any, like, really tough hometowns when you were a bachelorette? No. Um, no, I didn't. It was, I actually had a lot of fun that week because, it, like, I know it was supposed to be so serious, but I went into it with no expectations, just like wanting to be myself and have fun and get to know the families. Cause I was like, I might be part of one of these families one day. Um, so yeah, none of them were really tough. All of them were so fun. I had such a blast. It was like one of the weeks where I actually had more downtime cause you're traveling so much where I like was able to catch up on sleep and like relax a bit more. And I loved it because the guys planned the date this time. So I, it was like stress-free for me. I didn't have to do anything besides show up and have a good time. Yeah, that's true. I can see that as being, and I feel like it's like, like, I don't know why I could be wrong on this, but I feel like the bachelors always get a bit of a harder time on the hometown dates than the totally. bachelorette because you get like the protective dads or just the protective parents being like, right. do not be taking advantage of my daughter. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. And I feel like just in general, too, the bachelors, when they're leads, just tend to also get more hate and criticism throughout the board. You know, not even with the families, but on social media. It's just I think people are so much more harsh on the men for whatever reason. And so, um, yeah, I I feel like I had pretty smooth sailing, so I can't. No complaints here. I want to ask you before we bring Teddy on, though, with these last four girls, did you expect Serene to go home? Or who were you kind of thinking it might be her last week? I literally have written on my notes, and I'm sorry this is harsh, but this is what I wrote down. Serene is 100% going home. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I was like, honestly, from the like the first three minutes into her one-on-one date, I was just like, oh, like, I, I just get the vibes. Like, yeah. I really like her, and I think that they had a wonderful friendship, and he had a lot of, like, respect, and she's obviously stunning. But the romantic connection for me watching with Clayton and Serene was, like, way behind where it was with the other three women. Right. I was going to say, at the very beginning of the date with Gabby, I was like, she might be the one going home only because she is so funny and comedic all the time that I was like, I wonder if they can like really get to the point after tonight of where they should be. And right away, like I think with meeting the family, it was there. So I knew after her date, I was like, okay, Gabby's good. So I started to sense Serene. Um, but you know, yeah. sometimes there's wild cards. You truly never know going into that, that week, yeah. especially with the I families. Liked her date, like activity, probably. I actually thought all the, the day activities were pretty fun. They were all like very outdoorsy and active and like awesome ideas. But we had a ropes course at Nemacolin, and every single week we were like, who's getting the ropes course mm-hmm. date? Like everyone wanted to do the ropes course date. They're anyway, so fun. They're no so one got fun. it, but it looked so much fun. It was so fun to watch. And they looked like yeah. they were really enjoying each other's company. But yeah, I, I felt for her, but I think hopefully watching it back, she's going to be able to see that her connection maybe just wasn't where she thought it was in comparison yeah. to the other women. For sure. Definitely. Okay. Before we bring Teddy on, the weeks are changing. We are obviously dwindling down. We only have three women left, but Before we get into the fantasy suites, we actually have Women Tell All that's airing next Monday. And Serena, I can't wait to see what goes down. I already know it's going to be a wild, crazy night with all of the women. If it's anything on par with this season, it's going to be an episode that we will have a lot to recap on the next day. So I can't wait for that. I can't wait either. I am so excited to watch and see all of the drama once again unfold. Woo. We're going to have to load up on wine for that one, I think. Or Bordeaux. (laughs) I will send you some Bordeaux just for the women tell all. Um, Until then, though, we have to talk to the woman of the hour. She was the first impression Rose recipient and somebody that was catching my eye since the beginning who we thought was going all the way, I would say. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's bring on Teddy to Happy Hour. Well, Teddy, welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour. We've been wanting to get you on here for so long, and it's great to finally have you. I just want to start out by checking in on you. Obviously, so much has transpired in these past few months Mm -hmm. since you filmed and came back from filming and now watching all of this season unfold. So how have you been? I'm doing good. First of all, I've been begging to meet you guys for so long, so I'm happy to be here. Uh, Welcome. (laughs) It really was a whirlwind. Um, I just watched the ending so yeah it was a crazy thing coming from watching that first episode where it was going so great and kind of just watching 
you could say my downfall throughout these next few weeks. Um, so it's been crazy, but the sport has been amazing. I wasn't really expecting that. Um, so overall, like, I'm just so thankful for this experience. How is it watching yourself back? Because I mean, Serena and I know yeah. it's never very fun. It's I was kind of uncomfortable. Like, what is that for you? Do you hate listening to your voice? Yes. Do you hate seeing every like all the interactions? <laughs> um, yeah, I say like a lot. The world has not been afraid of telling me that. <laughs> um, I also pronounce as T's and everyone is so mad that I say Clayton. I pronounce my T's very much. So like listening to my voice is hard sometimes. But I think the biggest thing is just watching me kiss. I like completely forgot about the cameras. So watch myself. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing when you're filming. It's good when you're filming, but not watching it back because then you're like, ah, like, why are you on a pool table? Yeah, Teddy, the people want to know what is your hair routine? Oh, I get that question so much. Um, I use a brand called Innersense. I think like the main thing that curly hair people need to do is put their hair products in, in the shower when their hair is still wet. I think a lot of people do it when they get out of the shower, but your hair has to be like really like soaking wet still when you put in like your leave-in products. That's like my biggest tip. <laughs> that is a good tip. I actually do it know that so tip yeah. and I neglect it. And that is why my hair looks dry 50% of no, the time. I love your hair. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It never does. You guys both have great hair. But, okay. but I know what you're talking about because when I do take the time to be like, I'm just going to let my hair be drenched totally. and dripping down my back with my leave-in products in, it does look yeah. so much better. <laughs> um okay I want to take it way way back obviously we have seen your exit but I want to go back to the first episode because we saw so much of you in that first episode we saw your exit your beautiful dress most importantly we saw you get that first impression rose so we know that you made a first impression on Clayton that was definitely Clayton (laughs) that was definitely memorable can you tell us what his first impression on you was yeah I think we were both putting a lot of pressure on that moment. Um, I wanted to feel a spark right away. And I definitely did. Um, I think the thing that he always said to me was he just felt so comfortable with me. And I did with him too. Like that first night together, it really felt like we had already known each other for a while. And like, I think a lot of girls felt that way, but our connection was just really strong right from the get go. It was never awkward. Like we never had like awkward silence or moments where we didn't know what to talk about. So I think we both just felt very safe with each other very early on. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you this because people have mentioned there's a curse with the fo- first impression yeah. rose in terms of the bachelor. Mm-hmm. I feel like when it's a bachelorette season, they're pretty good totally. about yeah. handing out that the rose. Women and, know. Yes. The women <laughs> know, <laughs> right? And the guys, you know, men are men. Yeah, and exactly. There's a lot to look at that first night. Did you feel like at any point, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you were thrilled mm-hmm. to get that first impression rose and you probably felt so seen and special, yeah. but did any part of you feel like, it's a little cursed or like there was this target on your back at that point that first night no that first night when I got it I just felt so good I really was like I think I'm gonna get engaged at the end of this but I think honestly 24 hours later on that first group date I was like oh I don't know if I think there I will say there is a curse on it on the bachelor um I think there's just a lot of pressure you put so much pressure on yourself um and I'm sure he was too And I think you just feel the lows so much more. Like we came from such a high. So then I feel like that next day when he was getting to know so many other women, it did just feel even lower because you just felt like it was just the two of you there that first night. Um, I think also it just, I think he gained a lot of confidence in our relationship early on with that first impression rose. And I think because of that a little bit, I was a little bit on the back burner in the beginning and he was getting to know the other woman, which he should have been doing that, 
Um, but I think at that point it did just come up too late. Our one-on-one was like really late. And I think it was cause he just was so confident in where we were at, but then it just, you know, it was too late for us. So then how did that feel for you kind of week after week? Yeah. Because I'm sure after that first impression rose, you're like, oh, yeah, there is a one-on-one in my near future. I, or at least that's how I would I feel. I felt that way too. <laughs> yeah. So then week after week, you're like, okay, it's not my turn yet. It's not my turn. Did you hit a point where you're like, what the heck is going on? Where's my one-on-one date? Yeah, I did. And like, how did you just kind of keep pushing yourself through those group mm-hmm. dates until your one-on-one came later in the season? Yeah, I could tell early on that the one-on-ones he was giving to the girls were girls that he felt very strongly about like right off the gate that went on with Susie every week it was a girl that he had a really strong connection with so I I couldn't even say in my head like oh he's just trying to get to know the girls that he doesn't really like that much and he's just you know mine will come later because I was like no no no. he started right off the bat with a girl he had a strong connection with um so it was really hard every week and again like I didn't think I deserved it more than anyone else but I think because I knew our connection was so strong I just felt like well, he should want to spend time with me because it seems like we really like each other. Like he would want like a one-on-one with me too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was starting to lose steam a little bit near the end before I got my one-on-one. I think what made me continue to push forward was our individual time together. Um, He was very validating and I always felt good. So I was losing confidence um, during like the day portion of group dates, but every night he would like validate me again. And he always would tell me, I just feel so great about us. Like our time will come. Um, And that was kind of where I continued to feel confident. My time with him alone individually was always amazing. So I want to ask you this in hindsight now, do you wish if you had two options, do you wish you would have received that first impression rose or the first one-on-one date? Ooh, I think, I think if I would want, I would say probably the first one-on-one um but that's just me personally knowing my personality I think it could be different for different girls but I didn't have like a lot of confidence um going into it so I think week by week not getting that individual time with him it was hard to know if I could actually see a future with him outside of there um and when a girl would come back from a one-on-one they would be all in and I just I couldn't feel that way because I didn't have hours to spend with him at that point. Right. Um, so I think if I would have had an early one-on-one, I would have been more confident the rest of the way through. And I would have been all in a lot more quickly like the other girls were. Yeah. yeah I, get that. I feel like, go ahead, Megan. Oh no, I was just going to ask you, Serena, when did you get your first one-on-one with Matt? I was week two. Mm. So okay. Like so you were so early dates. on. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Brie and Sarah. So we had two one-on-ones our first week. Oh, wow. And then I got the one-on-one, the only one-on-one our second week. So mm-hmm. I was the third one-on-one second week, but yeah, definitely early on. And like, I will say like, it feels as though there is somewhat of an advantage having yeah. earlier one-on-one dates. I know Abigail from my season had a similar experience to what you had where she got the first impression rose and then she actually never got a one-on-one date. And I know that she expressed it as like almost a tease yeah. because it really boosted her confidence totally. in that he felt the connection that she felt. And then every week to not get a one-on-one, it was almost like, well, I'm confused. Like it felt like a mixed signal in a For way. Sure. I don't know if you felt That's that exactly way. That's exactly how I felt. And I've talked about it on the show. I do take a while to trust men in general. Um, and I'm very big on your words matching your actions. And I think every week his words being so validating and so much like, 
I just can't wait until we get closer to the end. Like we'll get so much time together. But I was like, well, you're the bachelor. So if you want more time with me, you can give it to me. So I think that's kind of where mm -hmm. it was harder. I did feel like he was kind of teasing me with his words, but then not having his actions match that. And again, like all the girls that got the one-on-ones were so deserving. Um, but I just was like, well, you can give me a one-on-one if you want to. <laughs> mm -hmm. so I was a yeah. tease for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, and just speaking from my experience, it was a little bit different because I was lucky enough to get that very first one-on-one -on -one yeah. date. So I established the most time right away. But I probably experienced something similar to you where you start on such a high and you're like rolling, rolling, rolling. And then you get on the group date and you're like, oh, totally. wait, but I'm not the only one here. And now I have to watch him divide his time between totally. other people. And it's really difficult. Yeah. It's like you're trying to move forward in a relationship, but sometimes in the sense especially on group date after group date it's like you take what is the saying like uh one step forward two steps yeah. back it's like you can't quite get to that point and especially in this environment where like at the end of this there's an engagement you need to ask the right questions sure. and have enough time to get to that point it makes it really difficult if you don't get totally. that that alone time until later on totally. um so speaking of group dates because you had a lot under your belt yeah. at, you know those first few weeks overall what was your favorite group date of the season definitely houston i love the football date um and i thought that was going to be the worst one that i would go on um i'm not usually big on physical activities <laughs> um but it was so much fun like getting to meet the nfl players and i think it was cool there definitely was drama but we all were not following the rules and none of us <laughs> knew that like the winning team that i was on i guess we were doing things that were like illegal and regular football but we thought we were just doing so good illegal <laughs> like i would have had no idea either i'd been like everything's fair yeah, game right, right? The hey the rules are there are no exactly rules. <laughs> the whistle would blow and i would just tackle the quarterback and then after i found out you're not allowed to do that but i think it, wait you're not you have to like wait Isn't a that... certain amount of seconds but like the oh. whistle blow and i would just charge <laughs> I would have too. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I got that sad. But it was so I'm much good. fun because then the next day we were all worried, like, ah, oh, like, is everyone going to be mad at each other? Because we were just like tackling, but everyone was like just laughing about it. It was such a fun date. So that was my favorite. Well, you had so much drama that took place that oh, evening that wasn't even with anyone that was supposed to be on the group portion exactly. of that date that night that it just took over. Um, I want to get into some of the drama, but yeah. we don't need to harp on it because we've talked at length about everything, you know, especially in terms of Shanae. Yeah. But did you feel like because there was so much drama with her and some of the other women early on in that season, did you feel like at any point that hurt your relationship with Clayton and just really prevented it from developing any further? Yeah. Shanae never really like affected me that much. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing was, and a lot of the other girls didn't have the luxury of this. So I know I was lucky that I, I felt this way, but I knew that Clayton did see my personality and he knew who I was so I was never really that concerned about Shanae because I knew she was making up lies about girls but I knew like if she ever lied to Clayton about me we had a strong enough foundation that I, I would have at least hoped that he would have been able to see through it and be like I know that's not who Teddy is so she never really mm -hmm. bothered me in that way but I think just the drama in general I hate drama um being surrounded by it did like cause me to just shell up a little bit um, cause it, she was just monopolizing the house, especially mm -hmm. like near the end of it. And I think that was causing to me to just kind of withdraw to not like be so anxious all the time. Um, so yeah, she never really like was worrying me about if she could affect my relationship, but then it was affecting me personally, which then I guess was just taking so much time away. So much time. That's like totally understandable though. Cause I do remember 
feeling somewhat of a similar way where you're like, when there's so much drama happening around you, even if it doesn't involve you, you're like, this just doesn't feel like a safe space. Like, I feel almost nervous being like totally candid and myself because like, what if something is said or done that's taken? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like you feel like the people that are causing the drama and are participating in it, like you almost can't trust those yeah. people. I mean, in Sinead's case, you yeah. definitely can't trust her. <laughs> but I mean, I, yeah, I, I get how that can create like a very anxious environment. Totally. I have a question because you just had mentioned, you know, if she were to go to Clayton and spread lies or say anything about you that you would know you had such a a solid foundation. And it really seemed like she was going after anyone who, you know, potentially opened themselves up to be, I would say, not that they were a target, but she kind of made them that. Like in the house, did everyone feel like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be me next. She's going to go to Clayton and make these lies and tell them whatever Mm -hmm. she has to say to save herself. Yeah, because it never had an actual reason. Like the girl she would go after, it never made sense. So I think we all were like, it could be us next because there was never actually a reason. Like none of the girls she went after, it actually there was an actual reason. It was all just basically made up. Um, So, yeah, we all kind of felt like my name could be next that he that like she talks to him about um and yeah it did cause a very anxious environment for everyone yeah i would steer well, clear of her totally super <laughs> totally okay with the fact she got left in niagara falls <laughs> um and you did not have to bring her to havar with you all yes um so you know moving past shanae mm-hmm. we're in havar and you finally get that one-on-one yeah. date were you surprised when you heard it Clayton say your name like what was your reaction I was surprised by the time of Croatia I really was like I don't think I'm gonna get a one-on-one yeah you had resting sad girl face by the time we got to Croatia everyone tells me that I'm like I know I can't hide my emotions and I was sad so (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah no I was not expecting my name to be called I was so excited I felt like that was such a good week once it finally came I was like okay this is a good week because I already had such a strong like comfortability with him so I felt like we could really go deep and we didn't have to worry about like small talk. Um, so I was really excited to get it, but I was not expecting it at all. I would have picked a cuter outfit, but I was like, I'm not getting this one-on-one today. So I'm just going to wear something normal. <laughs> Gabby said the exact same thing yes. because I guess she was a similar situation where like, they were like, okay, you're going right yeah. now. And she was like, can mm-hmm. I? Yeah, they're like, get in the car. <laughs> you're on, you're on. Um, that night, I mean, that date just seemed, first of all, I have to say like, it, you were lucky you got that one-on-one oh. in Havar because Croatia is just beautiful in general. And so the fact that you could just explore and just be a normal couple, okay. you know, traveling and experience like this vacation together was, I I, oh, yeah. I was like, she's a lucky girl. But that night you s- sat down at dinner and opened up a bit more about your personal life and the fact that you were a virgin. How did you think he was going to handle that? Um, and like how... I guess, I don't want to say stressful, but how nervous were you or how heavy was that weighing on you to share that with him in that moment? Yeah, it was never something that I've ever been really nervous about telling a guy in the past. I think because the day portion of our date went so well, I started to gain nerves as the day went on because I usually tell a guy really early on before I have that strong of a connection with them to where I'm like, well, if they don't, if this is something that bothers them, then like whatever, I'll just move on. But because that whole day portion went so well, like we were laughing the whole time, it was as perfect as it could have been. Um, I was really nervous because I already at that point really liked him. So I was worried what his reaction would be. Um, 
but yeah, it's something that I'm really open about. And I knew if he didn't respond well, it would just have to be, we would have to part ways. Um, but I will say he did respond well. Um, a lot of people did get on him because he made like a weird comment about like, well, you don't remind me of a virgin, um, which was, <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know, that was really weird. Yeah. He was like, I mean, I never would have known. And I was like, <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he took it well. He asked a lot of questions and they were all very future focused in that moment of just, well, what would you do differently? Like if we had kids, because um, I, I did have a lot of pressure growing up on my virginity. Um, it was faith-based, but it also was just, you know, my mom had a child at a young age and then my sister had a child at a young age. So my mom was a definitely stricter with me. Um, so I think we just talked about like how I would do things differently as a mom um he asked like well if we have sex like is your mom gonna hate me so he asked like <laughs> no my mom doesn't care these are some weird questions that he's asking Ask well i'll be honest he seemed totally shocked he, like yeah. his response right what i'm sure he it sounded like you guys had a good yeah. conversation but the part they showed yes. he just looked kind of deer in the headlights of like oh my gosh i'm shocked totally. i didn't expect this i don't know how to respond yeah. so i am glad to hear that he you know, there's not always, like, right or normal yeah. questions. So, like, I'm just glad to hear that he was inquisitive yeah. and asking you, how did his response make you feel? Yeah. I felt really, like, confident about it in the moment. I really did think that his questions made sense. And they were all future-focused to where I knew, like, he was taking me seriously and our relationship seriously. Um, so I felt good about it. But... Yeah, I think it did cause some concerns for him. And I wasn't I wasn't really expecting that. I will give him credit. I think there is like a stereotype of a virgin. And I don't fall under that bracket. Um, I am very sexual and I like to talk about it. And I don't I don't mind that. And I don't think that's really normal um, for virgins, at least like what society sees. Um, you know, like you see us making out like in every episode. So I understand why he was shocked. But I think that just has to go more of like that society creates this thing where like virginity equals prude. And that just isn't the case. I just had a set of values that I, you know, changed as I grew up. Um, but like, I, I understood why he was shocked. I think guys that I've dated have always been shocked. Like it's never been something that a guy really would guess for me. Um, but I felt so good after that date. Um, I really thought like, whoa, I think I might get engaged at the end of our date. So I felt really good about it in the moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, so then moving forward, we see you go on to the next week. You guys go to Vienna, which also seemed incredible. Um, I And I want to get into like that entire week. But since we're talking about, you know, your journey with Clayton specifically and feeling so confident in that you could potentially get engaged at the end of this, that week he sent you home. And in that moment, there wasn't really much dialogue between totally. the two of you, which I also found weird. Like I thought he was at least going to walk you out and sit down and have that conversation because yeah. I feel like you deserved that yeah. and and there really wasn't much and but you had made the comment like you know I thought I was going to hometowns yeah. everything that led up until this point he made me feel so confident that I was going to be one of these top four women totally. whose family he would meet and so where do you think that disconnect was and did you ever even have the time when he was sending you home yeah. to ask him that I will say we did get a moment that we were able to talk, but I was so shocked that I didn't ask him anything. I just couldn't like wrap my head around it in the moment. 
Um, so I didn't say anything and I regretted that for like weeks after I got home of just, I should have asked him more, but I also think he could have on his own said more. So I, I do think that moment was kind of strange, especially because we had built such a strong connection. A lot of it honestly wasn't shown. And that just had to do with so much of the drama Shanae monopolizing a lot of things, but we were really strong and really close at that point. Um, so him kind of just giving me like a generic goodbye it was really hard to take in the moment like when he was sending me home mm -hmm. I just remember looking at him and it, it just seemed like all of his feelings just like had vanished and he was like okay well like I hope you you know you'll make someone happy like goodbye and I was just like what what just changed like we we were so strong a week ago like a week ago you were telling me this was perfect he told me the feeling he had been waiting to feel on a one-on-one -on -one, he finally felt with me so I I was completely blindsided, but I'll take some of it that I could have asked more. And I really regretted that when I got home. Um, but yeah, it was a really weird goodbye. To what you just said, Teddy, Becca, I really want your take on this because in my eyes, if you're the one doing the breaking up with, meaning like Clayton is sending you home, I think the responsibility falls on Clayton to an extent to have mentally prepared for like what he's going to say during that conversation to be able to give that person like closure and answers because obviously he went through it on Michelle's season at about the same time and I'm sure he experienced to a degree shock and I thought she did a really good job of saying like this is yeah. my explanation for why I've made this decision because like you've been in those shoes yeah I mean well and I see both sides because, again, like I was on The Bachelor and I, I was The Bachelorette. And like, Teddy, for you, like when you say you felt shocked and you didn't really even know what to ask, I was the exact same way. When I got broken up with by Ari and even during the finale, yeah. when it was the first time I actually sat down and talked with him, I was so shocked still because... Really? I yeah it's like what do you say to somebody that's breaking up with you like I don't want to have to fight for your love exactly but at the same time it's like you deserve to give me something and but I just kind of hold up and and put these guards up because I was like I don't want to give you anything I don't know what to ask at this point um but to Clayton's credit too I will say that as the lead each week you know you have to send people yeah. home and so you have to mentally prepare to a certain extent for those goodbyes. And I'm, you know, if he's anything like how I kind of process things going into those row ceremonies, you already know what's going to happen for the most part, whether it's going to be easy or not, you already kind of know who's going on to the next week and who's going to be sent home. And so I'm sure he had time to process that a bit. And that's maybe why for him, it seemed like he wasn't as emotional yeah or vocal as he could have been because I'm sure in his mind as man he he had processed yeah, it in totally. a way which not to say like That's he, really he I think deserved to still sit you down and have that conversation and give you more and that's something that you just kind of learn as as time goes because I could when I was lead I could put myself back into your position as a contestant and be like well this is how I felt when I was blindsided this is what I would have wanted yeah. so I tried to go a bit slower and give the guys more time and have those conversations especially when you're going home right before hometowns, yeah. like it's not like you're going home week two yeah. or week three where you don't know each other that well. Like you guys had spent enough time together at this point to get up to nearly hometowns where I wish he would have just had a bit more time and respect where he sat you down. And he could have even just opened it up of like, I can imagine this is so hard for you. I'm sorry for hurting yeah. you. 
ask me anything. Totally. Like, even if it was that where then it kind of went back to you where you could just kind of process me like, what do I really want to know right now? But it's it's weird being on both sides and it's never easy. And even if he had time to process it, I'm sure it still hurt him after that. It just you just at the end of the day kind of know what you have to do and you know the steps that you have to take. But I really do hope that at least when you see him again during the tell all that you have the opportunity to ask him those questions and don't leave anything up in the air. I that's the worst feeling is like having the regrets and the what ifs and who knows? You might still have them. I know I do still to yeah. this day oh, wow. um, in for certain situations, yeah. but you just kind of just know that everything now is in the past and there's so much more that's going to be opened for you in the future. That's exciting cool. that you can have to look forward to <coughs> paradise. <laughs> so <laughs> there's still a lot to come. And as you go like through different seasons and get to meet people in this world, you kind of, I think, it's easier for you to let your guards down and ask yeah. questions and open up. Totally. I'll say that's like the biggest thing is it, Clayton, I think was just like a lesson learned for me in like the best way possible. I feel like he was such a good person to get those lessons from because he was a safe space for me. And in my mm-hmm. next relationship, like I will be so much more open and I will be a lot more vulnerable because of the regrets I had to see and watch week by week with him. Um, yeah. so overall, like, I think he did like the best he could, of course, like, I wish we would have had more conversations, but I did get the closure that I needed after that. And like, we'll see more at the tell all. So, mm-hmm. yes, well, I'm definitely so excited to see the tell all next oh, week. Gosh. I mean, it's definitely going to be intense. Oh, yeah. Can we just take it back a little yes. bit? Because I know we're going to see this at the mm-hmm. tell all and I would love to get your take on it. The Mara and Sarah drama. Oh my gosh. Please tell me what you think, because there was just so much that unfolded in such a short amount of time. And obviously we saw you, Gabby and Rachel speak on it with Clayton directly. Did you have a side that you were on? Were you on nobody's side? I mean, you're also one of the younger women in the house. How did Mara's comments resonate with you? Like, I want to know it all. Totally. I was really shocked by the Mara and Sarah drama. Like that wasn't looming at all when it just happened that week. I was, I was very surprised. And at that point, me and Sarah were good friends. Me, Rachel and Sarah were hanging out a lot, a lot in like the beginning of the show or the weeks. Um, so I was really surprised by that. I remember when Sarah came back with the rose and she kind of confronted all of the girls there and Mara said that it had to do with age. That part was hard for me to listen to because I don't think age really has much to do with it. We all kind of move in life differently. And some things that I experience at a young age, someone else might not experience late until later in life or never have to experience. So I think we all grow and mature in different ways. So I don't think age has anything to do with if you're ready for marriage. I mean, child brides, I do not support, but (laughs) young, I don't, I don't understand, think that like a 23 year old cannot be ready for love and like commitment with one person. So Mm -hmm. I guess when it had to do with the age portion of the argument, I would have been on Sarah's side. Um, I think Mara had other arguments as far as confidence and words and, um, things that Sarah was saying. I think that's kind of more where I might've been more on Mara's side. Um, and we see that kind of come into blow in Austria. Um, and that was kind of where me, Gabby and Rachel ended up going to Clayton about it. Um, so I wasn't really on a Mara or Sarah side as far as like Croatia went, but as far as age went, I didn't agree with that, but I think Mara did make good points because a lot of the girls in the house were starting to get really uncomfortable with the things Sarah was deciding to divulge to them. Um, Mm -hmm. 
so yeah, Austria was definitely hard. I don't think any of us, I was not planning and I was not going to say anything to Clayton. It was kind of something that I think the girls had been talking about for a while of kind of pushing me and Rachel to say something because we were the ones that had most of the experience with Sarah at that point. And I remember telling them, like, I'm not going to say anything. Like, I don't care if Clayton says specifically, like, what is Sarah doing? Like, I will not say anything. Because to me at that point, I had realized that she was not telling the truth about some things. And it made me realize, okay, we might not have a friendship. And as far as a friend goes, I'm not sure how great of a friend she is. But I still don't think I can judge how great of a wife she would be. I don't think those really correlated as Mm -hmm. far as what she was doing. Um, I think like what changed was when the therapist brought it up and called someone performative. Um, that's kind of where it changed where I felt like, okay, like we kind of have to now say it to Clayton. If he's asking, I can't just sit back and not say anything. Cause that's not really fair to Clayton at that point. Cause he's just going to be running through his head right before hometowns. Like is one of the girls I just kept not here for the right reasons. Um, right. so yeah, we did end up going to him about it and I, I don't regret doing that. I think it made sense at the time. And I think he needed to be aware at that point because a lot of his strongest girls there had all kind of had feelings of wanting to leave. And it had to do with the things Sarah was telling them that weren't actually true. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to ask you this because you had just mentioned like the drama between Mara and Sarah wasn't really looming until you got to Vienna, right? Like that's when it really exploded. Mm -hmm. But it seems like, really things were looming with Sarah, whether it's with stuff she was divulging to the group and saying to you guys behind closed doors, that seems now looking back and piecing everything together that that was looming more since the beginning, like er very early on. And so at any point, like this is a two part question I want to ask at any point, did anyone confront Sarah any earlier that we just didn't see it air or do you now wish, and maybe you've chatted with the other women about this yeah. too, like, does anyone wish they would have confronted her earlier so it didn't have to blow up and get to the point that it did? Okay. And really, I mean, because it sounds like she made y'all feel like shit. Yeah. And it really rocked your relationships and, like, wanting to be there at certain points. Totally. I think that that was a consensus of the group. Yeah. So do you, does anyone wish they would have called her out earlier? Totally. Um, to answer your question, as far as I know, no one confronted her earlier. And I wish that we would have. I think the hard part was is she would go to us all individually and off camera so she would start it by saying you know because we are so close I want to tell you what he's saying is that you can guard your heart so when you're phrasing it like that like you just don't oh, having, no. having a friend coming and talking to you I is this like late night bedroom yes, chat yeah it's like sneaking oh, into each other's rooms at yeah. night like <laughs> not really supposed to be doing that um but she would phrase it as being your best friend and I am very naive to that. I love having a lot of friends. And I I was I was thankful in the moment because again, like I did want to guard my heart. And when someone's phrasing it in a way that they're doing it to be your friend, um, I didn't feel like that was something I should tattle or tell someone, talk about like to someone else. Um, but she would do that to everyone, but none of us knew because none of us were talking about it because we all thought she was just going to us, just us, and just as our best friend. But really she was doing it to every person that had a strong relationship with him. Um, so I didn't feel in the moment like there was anything to confront because I thought it was coming from pure intentions. Looking back, I think we all wish we would have by week two after she got her one-on-one confronted her in that moment, but we didn't know that it was, it was happening. We didn't think there was malintent in the moment. 
Mm -hmm. It's so interesting hearing everything back now from you women, because yeah. there, like you said, there's so much I think that everyone missed. Like, I can't even imagine being in your position and piecing it together totally. with everyone else. But it just seemed like, and again, like, I don't know Sarah that well. Yeah. We've only had her on the podcast once. and I hosted a, yeah. the date with her for two seconds and basically made her get down into her yeah. underwear. But, um, but it seems like from everything she was saying and doing to you all, it just, it's so manipulative. Totally. And I think like one thing that I want to clear up is it wasn't that she was making us insecure in our relationships with things that were true. It was just the fact that it ended up not even being true. Um, and it wasn't things that we were asking. It wasn't like we were saying, can you tell us what Clayton is telling you? It would always just her starting the conversation and her saying, Hey, I want to tell you as your friend. Um, I think that's where it got difficult was where we found out that the things she was saying were not actually true. Um, so there were some things that she would say that made me feel, I mean, I'll just say, and I, I think this was said in the episode, it was, it was the strongest relationship. She went to me individually, Rachel individually, Gabby individually, and Susie individually. And we all had times since week two that we all felt like, I don't know if I should stay still because if he's telling her these things this early on, why am I here? And why am I sharing things about my family? Why am I sharing myself if he's already made his decision? And again, he wasn't saying those things, but we didn't know that. Um, so I think that's where it was hard of, I still in that moment, you see me in the episode being like, well, I just don't know if she knows what she's doing, but I think she did because it wasn't just, oh, maybe her perception was different than reality. She thought that she was the strongest relationship because I think we all thought we were the strongest relationship because we don't see his conversations with the other girls. But I think it was just actually the things she was saying were false, that there can't really be pure intentions behind that when it's actually lies that were being told to us. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't well, like she was just like throwing out her feelings for Clayton at breakfast to the group. Yeah. Like it was intentional. Right. It was targeted to and, specific women yeah. and it was not And it true. was consistent. Yeah. That's the thing. Yes. It wasn't just like a one and done situation. Watching everything back now, being part of the Women Tell All and just, you know, kind of putting a bow on this chapter in your life, watching everything. Is there anything that completely shocked you that you wished you would have dress that just like you were blown away when you saw or heard it um I don't think so I think it I think it honestly was just good closure watching back because again I thought I did have the strongest relationship just from my interactions with him and watching it back it was it was honestly good to see that he had a lot of other strong relationships too and it was good closure for me to realize okay maybe this girl actually does make more sense for him or maybe this girl did bring out a different side of him that I didn't um, I think the drama in general just shocked me because I kind of stayed out of it. If I heard someone raise their voice, I would run in the other direction. So a lot of the drama was shocking to see a lot of Shanae's interviews that, you know, none of us saw in the moment. Those were completely shocking. There's so much you miss when you're not with the person in the interview totally. room. Like they can really, as we've learned, spew whatever they want totally. to spew out. And so like, what was that like for you and all the women hearing that? So crazy. And I'll say for me, and I do regret this, me and Susie were the were girls that really were honestly kind of trying to argue Shanae's point of view. I was completely on the other side the whole time because she was targeting my friends and I knew them. I knew that what Shanae was saying wasn't true, but I also never want someone to feel ganged up on. So I would try to be 
the voice of reason for Shanae of maybe this is actually what she's meaning to do. So I think watching those interviews back and saying, oh no, she really was just playing all of us. Um, she really came off at least when I was around as like very like meek and like quiet. And she would be like, I don't know. Like, I'm just sorry. Like, I just feel bullied. And then instantly we would see her in an interview. Like I just tricked all of those girls. Um, so it was hard to watch just because I, I was played and that's something that I guess I got played a lot during the season with some of the girls. Um, but yeah, she was the most shocking for sure. Those interviews were crazy. Yeah. None of us were expecting yeah. that. Like we knew Shanae had some issues and she was kind of crazy, but her interviews were a lot worse than I think any of us were ever imagining. Right. Yeah. I had Queen Victoria on my season, Ooh. so I can definitely <laughs> relate to watching that <laughs> right. and seeing shocking interviews. Oh. I mean, don't get me wrong. She is a shocking person. Yeah all of the time in and out of <laughs> interviews but some of the things that I remember seeing I was like whoa Victoria where did that one come from overall now you've lived the season of the bachelor there's like I said earlier there's so much more to come but ultimately like now going through this journey I hate saying journey but going through <laughs> this journey how has it changed you and just your outlook or approach to finding love in the future yeah I feel like it's changed it so much I think while I was there, I never wanted to be completely honest of my feelings, especially that had to do with love. Cause I felt like once you say that you can't take it back. And once you say that, that's when the pain happens. But I think I realized, no, you're going to feel pain either way. When I went home, I had to deal with heartbreak. Plus the fact that I did regret not being completely honest about how I was feeling. I always felt like I had more time with him and I wanted to wait for these perfect moments. So I think the biggest lesson that I learned was you just have to create a perfect moment with the person that you're with. Um, I'm a lot more open to love now because of this experience. Um, and I am a lot more just able to feel what I want to feel. And I think there's a lot more courage and power in being vulnerable and just like wearing my heart and my sleeve more than I feel like I have in the past. I love, I love that. that. Those are great words. And I love that you just said it's about you creating that right moment. You know, yeah. no one else or a show can't necessarily do totally. that for you. I think there's so much power in those words. Yeah. yeah. I think that's something I learned as well is like, it's not always about like where you are or what you're doing. It's like whatever feels like the perfect totally. moment for you. And like when you feel ready, which is something I learned on Paradise, segue yeah. alert, <laughs> Teddy, yes, yes. <laughs> would you go to the beautiful beaches of Mexico this summer if you were asked? Yeah, I'll say, I think I completely believe in this experience. Um, it didn't work out for me on The Bachelor, but I fully believe that if it's the right person, that this can work. And I, I think especially paradise, you spend so much time with the person that you're with. Um, I think if the bachelor ever calls you and asks you to do something, I think you should say yes. Obviously think about it, but I'll just say yes. If, if I am offered it, I think there's a good chance that I would go. Yay! I love, I love getting a direct answer when we ask that question. <laughs> sometimes people don't know. Yeah, well, and I will say this: coming from somebody who said no to Paradise for a long time before yeah. I actually said yes, say yes. It is so yeah. worth it. It has, you're talking I've, to two very biased people was, right yes, now. Very but, biased. <laughs> but I, but I will say this: going through the Bachelor Bachelorette and Paradise, out of all three yeah. of those seasons, Paradise was by far the most fun. That's like, the most fun. Like, you know, I'm so lucky to have found Thomas and found yeah. lasting love. But even just 
the scenario that it's co-ed you have equal right. male and female and the food's great the weather's incredible like it's yeah. just it's so worth it if you can yeah. go i would definitely mm-hmm. say go which now if you do go mm-hmm. give me don't don't hold back give me two <laughs> to three guys that you would really okay. want to see on that beach okay I'll say, first of all, I haven't met any of them in person. Nice. Keep it um, that way. Have any saluted yeah. your DMs? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Well, we, yes, I have. We do know that somebody, <laughs> and I'm not going to give it away, somebody special did slide, slide into your DMs that you talk about on Tell All. But oh, yeah. apart from that, yeah. who slid into your DMs? No, wait. <laughs> Should you expose them? <laughs> Yes, expose them. I asked Rodney the same question a couple days ago. <laughs> I'm gonna say no one slid in my DMs, which might be a lie, but I'm gonna leave it at that. But I will say my my three guys that I'm interested in. Um, I'm very big on personality, and like again, like I've said, like my first initial reaction that I have to someone in person is really important to me. So I am open to anyone when I get there. Um, but right now, the guys that I am interested in would be. Um, Andrew Spencer. Um, I've heard really great things about Brandon and then back in the day, Ben from Tasha season. Um, those who I'm interested in. I also just met Rodney a couple Mm -hmm. days ago and he's very cute. So I love Rodney. Oh my gosh. I could see this. I will say, (laughs) so I'll be on tour with both Rodney and Andrew. So I'll, I'll get a feel for them. Yeah. I'll vet them for you and let you know who (laughs) I think would be great. I love, I love that you throw out names, like get it, Teddy. I feel like I myself, I didn't know who I actually wanted to meet. Like I genuinely, that was my honest answer. Like I had no idea, but I feel like if I did have names, I would not have been confident enough to be like, I can't let the world know that I have a crush. So good for you. Like that takes confidence and I like it. Well, yeah. And it's like everyone has somebody that catches their eye, whether it's on the show or not. And so I hate when people play coy. It's like you could spew out anyone's name from Bachelor. Yeah, you're not asking them to marry you. Um, Okay. One more question, Teddy. What is next for you? You know, we know maybe Paradise is on the horizon. Fingers crossed. I would personally love to see you there. But right now, what are your next steps? I'm just going to enjoy watching the rest of the season. I'm so excited to not see my face on TV for a little bit and just watch my best (laughs) friends (laughs) Um, get back to work. I'm a nurse, so I'm going to start working and get a bit, maybe go to the gym now that I'm going to be on Paradise. Yeah, Uh, girl. I was not invited yet, so. Okay, I'm (laughs) sure that call will be coming very, very soon. I I have no doubt that they will reach out to you. Uh, I think just, like, enjoy my time. I made so many friends. I truly, I think this is so cliche, but... I made friends that I really believe I will have forever. And I'm just excited to get to hang out with them in public and just really like root for each other. It was so fun at the tell all after we just had like a giant slumber party. So I'm just excited to like be friends with each other and like just root for each other in public. And yeah, I'm just happy for my life right now. So I'm excited. I love that. Well, I'm happy for your life too. There's Thank so you. much <laughs> wonderful, fun things to come. I can't wait to, you know, Hopefully see more of Miss Teddy. Okay, before we let you go, we play our Bachelor Superlatives game. So it's basically rapid fire. Serena and I are going to ask you a most likely to question, and you'll just finish the sentence with one of the women that was on Clayton's season. So to kick it off, out of everyone on Clayton's season, who was most likely to get the party started? Ooh, probably Genevieve. All right, who is most likely to get the ladies laughing? 
Gabby for sure. She is absolutely hilarious. What you see on TV is her in real life. She is hilarious. I love Gabby. Oh, yeah. man. I don't know. I I mean, obviously, we know she makes it to top three. I don't know who makes it all the way. But I would also love to see Gabby on Paradise. I feel like she would oh be so Queen damn Paradise. hilarious. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, okay. Who is the best cook? Ooh. I don't know. I never really ate anyone's cooking. I think Elizabeth made a lot of food for people, though. So I'll, I'll give it to her. I think who, other people have mentioned her, too. Yeah. Her and Kate. Yes. Um, gosh, who is the first person to wake up in the morning? Ooh, I don't know who would wake up early in the morning. Cause I was usually asleep. Susie got up the latest though. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> A woman after my own heart. Who was Miss Congeniality? Ooh, I would say Susie. <laughs> who had the best smile in the house? Um, I love Rachel's smile. It's so sweet. And like, yeah, I would go with Rachel. Okay. Best dressed. Ooh, Eliza. Yeah, she had a great mm-hmm. wardrobe. Or Serene. She had a really she had really good dresses. Yeah. They both did. Did um did Hunter go home in Serene's night one gown? I wouldn't be surprised. We were switching dresses around every week. Mm-hmm. Gabby's first night dress, I think, was worn like four times. Yes. I think I've seen so. the photos on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wearing the same dress. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I saw that uh, Serene yeah. definitely wore that like two weeks ago. Yeah. I love it. I love that you guys are all sharing clothes. <laughs> um, who is the biggest gossip? Uh, probably Shanae in her interviews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Who's most likely to steal Clayton during the... Oh, wait. Okay. Who's most likely to steal Clayton first at a cocktail party? Um, She didn't make it far, but Cassidy definitely was the one that liked to get going first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go... Oh, started in the middle of my question. Who was the first <laughs> to go to bed? Ooh... I liked to get a lot of sleep. So me and Susie were in the same room in the mansion and we both would be in bed, like looking across from each other, like while everyone else was up staying mm-hmm. up late. <laughs> Wait, what room were you in? I was in one of the smaller rooms. So we had like okay. a really good room. It was me, Rachel, um, Serene, Susie, Mara. I'm leaving someone out and they're not going to be happy. But Did you get assigned to- your rooms? In the mansion, yeah. Yeah, we couldn't. Pay. But it worked out perfectly because I became close with, with like, all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was in the big room, which obviously had the most space, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. Somebody brought seven suitcases, and there was no extra walking room in there. So for, like, the two week, two or three weeks we were there, it was like, amazing. I would, like, have to tiptoe around. Yeah. Um, That's oh who I'm missing. Melina was in my room, too, and she brought, like, seven suitcases. And we were in the small room. Oh, so God. It, it was you couldn't walk anywhere we would just be stepping on everything <laughs> did anyone keep their luggage out on the balcony yes okay that's what we did too <laughs> on the season as imagine well. being the girl who brought seven suitcases and going home night one like oh that would just God. be so heartbreaking well that was me. like one of the girls on Ari season I love her her name was Lauren Schleier she is still a dear friend she's incredible but she brought seven suitcases and she went is. home within the first week and, Lauren no and she and <laughs> selfishly she had luckily left some stuff because she went on a one-on-one and got sent home so she left like these this really great swimsuit this really wonderful jean jacket which lauren i still have your jean jacket to this day (laughs) it's it's in safekeeping um but yeah that's the one thing i will say about that's different from like 
Serena, when you were on the season, when you had, like, your separate room. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was just me the- and Rachel oh, in, like, wow. a gorgeous room with, like, a bathroom with a double sink and a bathtub. Yeah. And a wa- like, see, stop oh, we were living so nice. in luxury. That's so nice. People <laughs> we tried s- to hotwire the TV. It did not work. <laughs> like, people get so excited about being in the mansion because, obviously, it's iconic. But iconic. what they don't realize is there's zero extra room for anything, especially yeah. at the beginning when there's so many women. It's it's crazy town. Totally. Um, which I guess is a good segue into the next uh, superlative. Who was mm. the messiest? I would have to say Melina, just because she was in my room. Her hair and her suitcases were everywhere. But I love her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who is most likely to be found lounging by the pool? Ooh, probably Gabby. She loved to just not do anything and just lay by the pool and be like, can someone bring me a drink? Everyone says <laughs> Gabby for that one. Everyone yeah. says Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who, and you can give us a couple names because okay. I know one is tough for this one, but who is most likely to be a bridesmaid in your wedding? Aw. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm going to have a long line of people because I just love everyone from my season. I would say the girls I got extremely close with, definitely Rachel, definitely Hunter. Um, I got really close with um, Jill and Lindsay. Serene, I love so much. So You'll have a big bridal party. Yeah. You'll have a huge (laughs) bridal party. (laughs) All right, Teddy, it has been so fun. Before we let you go, we have a little tradition here on Bachelor Happy Mm. Hour, which we all go and share our rose and our thorn. So I'll kick it off. I'm going to do just for the week that I watched, okay. but you can do, cause you experienced so much. You can do overall yeah. your rose and thorn of the season. Okay. Um, so my rose of the week during hometowns, it has to go to Gabby's grandpa. I want him, like I said, to I be my grandpa. Baby. He is incredible. He gets all of my thorn or all of my roses for yeah. the entire season. I am obsessed with him. Um, my thorn is going to be the fact that Clayton sent one of the best dressed women home. I really liked Serene. It was sad to see her go. And I'm going to miss seeing all of her incredible outfits. I know. She's a good one. Okay. My rose. I have two roses this week. My first one is watching Clayton try to jump off that really tall platform <laughs> and like yes. watching him like hype himself up be like come on Clayton like you got this. oh my god it was absolutely hysterical um and I could watch that on repeat and then my <laughs> second one is Rachel's the beginning of her hometown Clayton's coming towards her and she's like trying to hype him up to do the run jump hug thing <laughs> and she's like are you gonna do it are you gonna do it I've never seen that before I thought it was so funny she's so cute and then my thorn of the week is going to be them not miking up Gabby's dad and just oh having him yes. hold <laughs> cue cards with writing. So true. I was so frustrated watching that whole scene because it was so beautiful, but I wanted him to speak to his daughter like mm-hmm. using his voice. Say anything, anything at all. Literally, hello, I love you at the end <laughs> would have been perfect. I would say my rose was just probably the friendships that I made and honestly a lot of the stuff that just couldn't be shown because it's only a two-hour episode every week but the girls got so close like we would have dance parties every night um we just sat around we would talk about our childhoods and like we would just comfort each other and cry with each other so I think just those moments that probably weren't really shown on the show of us becoming real life best friends while we were there Mm -hmm. is my rose um my thorn is probably Maybe just being a little bit naive to some of the girls um, and just allowing myself to be manipulated Um, and then just not allowing myself to fully be open and honest about my feelings 
but I think it was just a lesson learned and I'm excited for the future of getting to just tell anyone that I love them right away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are excited to see what your future holds. Study, it has been such a pleasure having you on. Thank you for joining us. And like we said earlier, I hope we see more of you uh, in a very special warm place one day. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take care, Teddy. Thanks, Teddy. She's so sweet. I have to say, I mean, we did not see nearly enough of her on camera throughout this season, but from everything that I've heard from people who know her, from the contestants to the producers, they all have nothing but sweet, sweet things to say about her. So I'm so glad we are finally, finally able to have her on. Yeah, I like Teddy so much. This was such a fun interview to do with her. And I am really hoping we see her in Paradise this season. I don't know Mm -hmm. why. I just get a good feeling about her time and her journey there. And I just love love and I want everyone from this season to find it. Preferably on a beach in June. (laughs) I know. Well, like you said, I mean, we might be a little biased to the beaches of paradise, but... Yeah, don't be wrong. It sucks most days, but then it ends up so magical. I loved it. I I know. You and I have different feelings towards paradise. I was also very... I'm like downplaying it now. I was so anxious the entire time like I'm making it seem like it was the best month of my life it truly wasn't but looking back now I have nothing but fond memories so I really hope she and other deserving people from the past seasons can go and experience that as well um such a pleasure to have Teddy on there's a lot that goes down during women tell all I mean you guys you will truly not want to miss this um so many shocking moments so many shocking things that were said that like even for me, who I feel like I've seen and done everything in this franchise, like I'm still blown away by everything. So please make sure you tune in next week. It's a little bit of a different week. So Monday will actually be Women Tell All. And then Tuesday will be Fantasy Suites. So we have a lot to cram into in these next two weeks before the finale. But Serena, thank you again for joining me today. It was so much fun. And a huge thank you to all of our Bachelor Happy Hour listeners. I've said it every week, but as a reminder, we are casting for both The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So make sure you head to bachelornation.com slash apply to nominate either yourself or somebody else. And make sure to hit us up on social. You can follow us at at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram. And from there, you will find everything that you need to know to follow us on TikTok and Twitter. And Bachelor Happy Hour is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. And you can always listen ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And be sure to tune in next week because you know it's going to be a good one. So good. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. 
What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 